Kenzie. Hey, Kat. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So I thought of a way to start this out really nicely. Um, I got bills. They're multiplying. <laughs> and I'm losing control. <laughs> For the power you are supplying. It's electrifying. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. Yes, right? Yeah. So, I was just talking about the Ghibli films to my mom, about uh, Totoro and all those um, good characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, I legitly almost broke down talking about uh, Grave of the Fireflies. I cannot. That movie just kills me. Oh. I've never I've never heard of these films Ghibli films oh gosh it's crazy I um it's all based off of really real life stuff that what had happened in history it just was insane that one was um then we got into talking about Totoro and then I actually mentioned to her about that night bus the cat bus um, from Totoro, and um, I was like, "That movie is a breath of fresh. It's a breath of fresh air. Like it's it's so different from the other one. It was just so fun to watch that one, especially when you have Aruko, Aruko, Watashi wa Genki in the beginning, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I feel good." Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> and I I just loved that movie. It was really good. It made me feel good. Um, but I was like, I was legitly went through all the memories I've had of watching Ghibli movies, then realized there's more that I watched than I thought. Because um, like, hmm? oh, isn't isn't Spirited Away a Ghibli movie? Yes, it is. Ooh, okay, then I, yes, I have seen the Ghibli movie. It is, it is a really good one, isn't it? It's just, I mean, for God's sakes, they they have, they have like monsters like eating people in the castle, and just there's just this weird stuff happening. It's just so cool. One of my friends said that their grandparents are scared to watch the movie because of one singular <laughs> goal. And I was like, one one goal. You had one goal. And <laughs> you had one goal. <laughs> I, uh, it was, it was the funniest thing. And um, I was, I was like, the movie's fun. I, I enjoyed watching the dragon too. look over, um, Castle too. I forgot his name, but I remember Chihiro. She was really cool. Um, but he was he was always helping her out too. I was like, her parents became freaking pigs at the beginning of the movie, and I thought, you better come out, boy, and save this girl because she is not having a good day today. <laughs> yeah, that that humongous baby and those all this stuffed animals really freaked me out when I was little. Am I thinking of the right movie? 
Yeah, yeah, the big baby that was eating up all the, yeah, and then, you know, what really freaked me out, too, was the two witch twins, because they reminded me of The Legend of Zelda, Karina of Time, when I was playing um, the desert scene, and they came in, and I had to fight the two witches, and I thought these two witches were so from... These witches were taken out of context and put into Legend of Zelda from Spirited Away. And it just made sense to me. It just would make sense if that was the case. But I was like, oh, God, like, this is, this is wild. I, um, yeah, the Ghibli films are really cool. I, um, they're based on the real stuff you know the real events that happened in the world and you know or just fantasy like like spirited away um and then i also said something really inspirational about his female leads for the movies about how how they need um they have their individuality they have their individual strengths they just needed they just need to be pushed forward and helped by other people, you know, by sometimes male lead woman cat, even like it's, it's just about them, you know, achieving their destiny. And it's about them getting there with their own strengths and just being supported, being heard by someone else without a desired outcome at the end. And I thought that was something we don't get in movies nowadays like yeah um it's important to work with your weaknesses because um what people don't realize is that your weaknesses are are your strengths um like Mm -hmm. i guess kind of like a filter for the for um the shallow people i guess like say mm-hmm. you do something that other people don't like, but then other people like that. Well, I I don't know how to explain it that well, but basically, one person's yuck is another person's yum. I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like um, it's like understanding that you know. Two people can be black or white, but when things happen to them, it kind of helps them to explore, like, the inside of things. It helps them to explore that gray area a lot. And that's what I really like about those movies, especially. Um, I see this a lot in um, the combination of, like, Grave of the Fireflies and Totoro. Like, those are really about exploring, like, the both extremes of life and how... You can meet in the middle at the end. You can understand. You you leave with a new understanding, and that's that's what the desired effect was. I think for the director, he could even be an auteur director, like from what we learned from our film class, like because he always has that central theme for like powerful female leads to take on just their individuality and explore it through the journey of life and it's the cool thing about it plus you know Totoro the god of nature (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) he um 
he's really cool. Um, but he's he's the emblem too. He he's like sponsoring um, Miyazaki. Like he's been sponsoring him for years. <laughs> it's the coolest thing. Yeah, like uh, the the name Ghibli is pretty cool. Like it almost sounds like Jiggly. Yeah. <laughs> Studio Jiggly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's so dynamic. We have to name it Jiggly because that's how that's how we can get viewers, you know, because why would we stick to something mundane and boring like we could just go out there and make it jiggly. We gotta, we gotta jiggle these viewers up, you know. Gotta <laughs> watch this, you know. Yeah. Get them to, get them to come some way, you know. Make them jiggle with this excitement when we get. It's about, it's about putting the emotions back into the viewers. You're right, Cat. We could definitely. That is exactly what we're going for. Yeah. Like yeah, just everyone's in a in a theater and they're just they just all start jiggling. <laughs> me me at a BTS concert of <laughs> same. I um I would definitely I would that is the way to go. This is the way to get the moviegoers to go. Like that that gets them going. <laughs> and um and also, like, with, um, what other films? Well, I just figured out that, um, the person from, the actress from the movie A Silent Voice, The Silent Voice, um, was actually dealing with the stuff that um, that happened to her in reality. Well, in the movie, the person she played, and then reality too. She um she played this um, beautiful girl who was bullied a lot, and she was um, she was deaf, and but then the bully actually realizes what he did wrong. And then suddenly he can look everyone in the eyes at the end of the film. Great, great film. But it just really shocked me, you know, when it was when I found out that she was actually the actress was deaf as well. And she really shows that um, the, the strength it takes to, you know, show it in someone else, but to also reflect it within yourself. And then to other people, it's really powerful that she's able to do that. And you said this film is called The Silent Voice? Yeah. A silent, oh, yeah, I think it's called A Silent Voice. It's on Netflix, and um, it's, it's really good. I, I'm still waiting for the 21 Ghibli films to come on, too. <laughs> I... I can't wait. I can't wait for them to come on. Trying to explain the cat bus was really, really fun to talk about, though, because it's just not, it's, 
it's such an un you know um it's just a different mode of travel i guess like it's not like um the cat literally runs on legs and takes people to their next destination and smiles the whole time and Totoro can summon him. It's like, oh, it's the summon of a summon because people can, because Sasuke and Mei can summon Totoro, but Totoro can summon the night bus, the cat bus. And I was like, this is, this is great. <laughs> this is just like a hierarchy, but a powerful nature, nature-esque hierarchy. I kind of like it. I was like, wow. I was like, talk about nature connecting with its people. I was like, that's what, that's just nature calling out to us, asking for us to connect to them because humans. Ooh. Wait, is that the one with like the, the tiny people? Oh, um, the... uh, they're tiny. They're tiny, like little. Guys, they're kind of like, they look like raccoons, but owls at the same time. It's kind of like a hybrid mix of them. And um, I think the one with the, like, really tiny, um, oh, yeah, the people, the one with the tiny people is the Arietti movie, Secret World of Arietti. That one is really, really cool. Um, I've seen people make lamp, like, cool stuff out of recreating Arietti and the small house they lived into or just making a house ready for Arietti like she's real you know and I thought that's the coolest thing people have made lamps and stuff with the goal from Spirited Away and Totoro as well it's so cool like there's so much merch for <laughs> Totoro, it's and Spirited Away. It's just so cool. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that movie for a, a really long time, so I I I don't remember that much about it. I only remember that uh, that giant baby and that um, scary looking thing and the that long black cape thing with the masks yeah and I think I'm starting to think Miyazaki is just really inclined to get you know um inspired by real life because the sea that um the sea where it kind of there's there's like a um railroad tracks that go out to the sea there's a actual place that looks just like that and um in a certain area and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, we just need that subway train and we're good. <laughs> we just need that train coming and with the goal in it, you know. But um, unfortunately, we can't get, we can't just come up with goals out of the nethers. They have to come to us. The nether ones, I should say. The nethers, just like pieces of fragments <laughs> of air just forming together. <laughs> oh, look at that. We can create a goal out of of the fragments of the <laughs> atmosphere. <laughs> mm, this atmosphere feels kind of scary. Why don't we just take it? Why don't we just take it and put it somewhere else? 
wouldn't it be kind of like a dream though like uh like a what are those dreams called um um i, I don't remember um those dreams that you can do you can control what what's going on um i am not sure of those but yeah i'm not sure either huh but they're like um can you control like a sixth sense in them too though like out of the um What is the sixth sense anyways? I don't know. <laughs> I, I've been trying to figure out this equation for so long with the actual... Um, equation is of Maybe. the sixth sense. Well, I hope it's not like the movie, The Sixth Sense. That one was... <laughs> <laughs> with aliens and whatnot. <laughs> just like oh yeah this is the paranormal sense so this is where you think of it's like oh this makes sense this answers why my dreams are so weird why I have so many colors in my dreams and monsters just appear in my oh thanks that's why I've been having these dreams because I'm summoning that sense see that's just that's Miyazaki's work. He's doing, you know, doing God's work, and now he's summoned me to summon my own work. That's how it works. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. Just gave me the creative mind, man. Thanks. <laughs> keep doing, keep doing God's work. <laughs> I just remembered what it's, uh, what the those dreams are called. They're um. Uh, lucid dreams. Oh, lucid dreams. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, there's a song called Lucid Dreams. I have a song for literally everything, but there's a song called Lucid Dreams, and um, it's really high-pitched in voice. Like, you have to have a really high soprano for it, and it talks about those dreams like I don't know because it kind of gets off track. There's a guy and girl singing, singing the song, and it was it was weird. I don't know, but I know it was hard to sing. I I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm not even gonna attempt this. Lucid dreams. Hmm. See now I understand that answers everything, because now. That must be what Miyazaki be having because <laughs> some of his characters are crazy, like in like in Spirited Away. <laughs> but no, love him to pieces. Great guy, you know. I I just found out today he's five five, <laughs> um, and I thought, oh my gosh, do I have to look? I I feel bad because I. I because I don't want to tell him, hey, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm sorry I'm so tall and I have to look down on you, but um, I, I look up to you, but I'm not today. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the dilemma I have when, when you talk to short people, well, people shorter than yourself. Like, do you just kind of like 
squat down, look at them in, <laughs> in the eyes, or do you just like look down? I just like, or do you... I, I, I will tell you, Kat, my neck has been hurting after years of looking down at people who were short. <laughs> I'm like, I had a I had a friend who was uh, less than five feet tall, and I just looked down at her whenever I spoke to her, and um. <clears throat> And she was, she didn't mind it, but I was like, there's no way, because I could squat as far down as I could, and I'd be, like, touching the floor if I, <laughs> like, hey, what's up? Um, sorry, I'm just going to reposition. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, oh, hey, hey, friend, what's up? Oh, yeah, nothing much. I just, um, I was trying to look you in the eyes for a second, like, you know. <laughs> just like when people walk past and they're like oh what is she trying to do a tiktok showing it you know showing the curve of the body like oh lord oh lord I'm not about that it's like it's like I'm sorry I did this out of the kindness of my heart wait what wait go back to the tiktoks I didn't quite catch oh yeah like how, how does that connect to short? Oh, because um, <laughs> because <laughs> because a lot of teenagers have been getting on like TikTok. They show up like they do funny things on there, cool stuff, but they'll like do the angles of their body or they'll like throw it back or something, and they show off the angles of or they'll stretch down and bring it back, you know, just that type of thing. It's like oh, you're just it's like doing God's work there just um it's like it's like they they're so good at what they do on TikTok they can do the same thing with small people too so they can literally just sit there like crouch down hey oh I've seen you do this in your TikToks um so what else um what else do you got Sonny Oh, I can look you in the eyes too. Is that is that creepy? You know, just stare intently into their eyes as as just as they just sweat bullets and oh um not much, but keep doing God's work, you know, you're doing it. You're just keep doing it, man. But yeah, that's the TikTok reference for that. And um it's for what? For some reason. How? What's up? Oh, sometimes you, you crackle up, so I, I can't hear what you're saying. That's me crackling. You know, that's <laughs> that's the one reference from Ma- Madagascar. I'm sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, it's always stuck in my head. I used to um. That was like something I would listen to all the time. Like the literally the dance. I mean, sorry, the song I would literally listen to. Like outside the movie, I'd watch the music video and I'd be like, I like the movie, the movie. <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> it's like, it's like King Julian influenced me to do that. And I was like, oh God. I was like, I, I can't with King Julian. I was like, there was one, there was one, um, 
guy in um, Super Mario Brothers on the Wii a long time ago that I had to um, get with Mario, you know, and, and um, he looked like King Julian, like he really looked like King Julian, and it was the fifth world, it was in the jungle, and I was like, this all makes sense now. <laughs> but <laughs> speak like it was just crazy. I I I was um I was a I was cringy because I used to I used to listen to Alvin and the Chipmunk soundtracks too. Like I'd get the and listen to the Alvin and the Chipmunks version of of new songs and never get tired of it and then I just got sick of the high-pitched voice I was like how do these actors do this in the movies like regardless singing it like maybe they inhale a bunch of helium or maybe they have like a like a closet full of helium balloons (laughs) and then they just (laughs) take out a balloon and just all the helium in and just do like little helium refills or instead of instead of drinking water they just just suck in the helium oh my gosh they must have stole them they must have stole they must have gone to a lot of circuses back in the day got a lot of balloons from the <laughs> you know instead of like Instead of like throwing water at the crowd like they do at concerts, the clowns are just throwing balloons <laughs> and, and all the tall people are catching them and they're the ones that are literally those are the ones that gave the when the when the casting crew was asking for props, they asked the people who went to all the circuses and like, hey, can I borrow, can I, hey, can I borrow those <laughs> balloons over there? Oh, sure. Yeah, why not? Sure. My kids are kind of um, sick of the things. And he, okay, well, you know, they're kind of limp, though. Like, they're they're kind of running out of helium. It's all right. We'll blow them right back up. Just give them to us. You know, we're going to, what do you need them for? Oh, yeah, just for the movie. We're just using them for Alvin the Chipmunks, the, the Squeakwell. So can you give them to us, please? Because we got to use them somehow like why the first movie sucked you know what (laughs) just for the people who hated Alvin and the Chipmunks that's hilarious but just suck it all that helium Simon was my favorite he was oh he was I you know Theodore was Probably, you know, I'll be honest, Theodore was my favorite because of the way I knew at the moment, the way he spoke about Eleanor. I was when he said she's a big, beautiful green gumdrop. I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> Elton was like, he really was. He got on Dave's nerves. It's like, Alvin, like Alvin. He does too much. He's so extra all the time. He he just thought he was a baddie all the time. He left his he left his brothers for the jocks at high school. Like I in the second like it just really really. I was like, you're leaving your brothers hanging. I was like, look at the, look at Theodore. Like, how do you miss out on Theodore and Simon? Like Simon's so smart. He's so sweet. And then Theodore's literally 
I I was so mad because it's like how do you ditch them, man? Like they are the best of the best. Like I, you know, the the girls around the table are gonna continue to tell them, you know, those, you know, those stupid puns. Oh, you're Theodorable, you know. I'm like, oh, come on. But I was like, he's so cute though. Um, yeah. Elvin was just such a player. I don't know. Like, there are. I don't know. He he was oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah. for sure. I. And um, I was just. I was so weirded out to find out that Dave's um, nephew, Toby was the same actor who played um he was the same actor who played Flynn Rider in Tangled. Yeah. Oh, really? And he can sing. And I was like I never would have guessed that Toby could sing at all. I was like he just he was so lazy <laughs> in the squeakle and all of a sudden we just see this bad boy come out of him entangled. I was like, you hid this for how long? And suddenly now, you're just like a master. You're just a masterpiece. You know what I just realized? What's that? We, we never introduced ourselves. Oh, that's right. We, or we didn't even... We didn't introduce the podcast either. Oh, wow. That's right. Hello. I'm Kinsey Krasinski. <laughs> I'm here with Kat. Um, Kat Buck is here. And we're doing a podcast called Chicken Wings. But. Yeah, with with the next. Chicken Wings. <laughs> but without the saucy boys. <laughs> that was good. And now I just. Now suddenly I want those chicken wings now. Me too. Well, well, they won't need chicken wings after this. They're getting an order of cat wings and wings. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> just, just, we just gotta put our initial, you know, just put our initials on all of them. But see, we just put one K per chicken wing so no one knows which person it is. You just put a K per chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> we just it, it'll it'll give our viewers something to think about you know you gotta have you gotta have you gotta you gotta make our you know our viewers think about you know oh th- this is who this is and this is who okay but they just come up with different you know just like different ideas of who they might be like, oh, this could be a character from a movie. Oh, wait. This could be an actual cat. I No one knows. Like, no one knows. I wonder what, I wonder what flavor our chicken wings would have. Like, would they be spicy? Would they be sweet? Would they be both? Or would we just have, like, a bunch of different flavors? We have to, you know, we have to diversify the flavors a little bit. We have to do... We have to do spicy, you know, sweet, 
regular. Actually, no, not regular, because then that requires um, that requires that we have to put spice on them. But the spice is already there because um, we're not normal, so we have to we have to not have normal <laughs> chicken wings. We have to have spice in there, though. <laughs> that's what works. That's that's where we go with it. And um, should we should we provide milk? It's it's like milk and vines to our viewers, but we should we provide milk so they don't get too, you know, too overcome with the spice of our chicken wings. <laughs> Actually, we put spice in the milk to make it spicy. That- Never would have thought we could do eggnog for all we know. Like we could do eggnog for Christmas and just do a different type of milk per season. Why? For Easter, we could just do chocolate milk and then when we do cinnamon milk. Actually, that sounds that sounds gross. I don't like that at all. (laughs) We could do um for Thanksgiving, like turkey. No, I'm not even. (laughs) like that (laughs) you know that actually might work because that's a condiment so no one would even know like right away but that's gravy and like ranch milk (laughs) (laughs) yeah we could do that um what else is there we can do we could do like we could do a different flavor and kind of milk on Halloween where we just combine Snickers and all types of good stuff. We could do Snickers, um, Tootsie Roll. You know, that would be nasty. Oh. Tootsie Roll flavored milk. That would be that sounds terrible. Like the plain tootsie, or like the like the chocolate type, or like the the colorful ones. We could do the colorful ones, but I'm saying like like if we put the chocolate tootsie roll in there, it'd be like some ooh, no, oh no, nah. yeah, that is that is nasty. I was like, people would be so, we'd be like. We'd be like robbing like brands of merchandise if we did that. Like <laughs> Snickers and milk. Oh yeah. And then they just all were like, copyright. <laughs> like it's like, no, we trademarked this milk, but you know. We trademarked these different flavors of milk. So like. Or or we could make our own Snickers and instead of Snickers we could call them Snockers <laughs> or something. Something <laughs> wild like you know Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory name all our sweets really weird. Like um, well we can't call it exactly a, a haberdashery because that's really just a place full of clothes. Even though it's not, it does sound like a candy though if you really. If you really put your mind to it, though, like a haberdashery, just like some type of hard candy you just chew and chew and chew forever. And it just doesn't, it just, it just doesn't, you can't, 
do anything with it except you all day. Like, <laughs> okay, now all of a sudden the the fan in this room is making a shadow on the wall and it looks like the goal from Spirited Away. No, like, no lie, look. I see the white face and the and the black cape. It's like so weird. Yeah, I heard that we were talking about it, and it it popped up to to defend its. It did. Name. It's staring right at me too. Yeah. Maybe it's trying to get on my level, like trying to squat down and look into my eyes, trying to take out my soul <laughs> like a freaking dementor. I see you, man. Wait, but does it even have legs, or is it just like, just a mask and like a, like a black sheet? Like, does is there? I don't think so. But it just floats. But when, but I've been looking into like, the movies lately and Spirited Away. So, uh, if I, if um, maybe I should look at that. In fact, maybe I should Google it later. Like, what, what does the goal look like underneath all of this outfit like is he just a spirit or is he a person or like I think he has a leg I don't know because I saw this meme about you know the goal like giving it character like the person the memer was giving the goal characteristics like he was saying or he or she was saying that the goal <clears throat> The goal knows it's spooky, but it's actually, you know, like a a girl goal, I guess, because there were like there was like le a leg popping out of the the skirt with like pantyhose and a heel. It was so funny. Or what if it's like um, the Phantom of the Opera, but Take it to a whole other level. <laughs> it's just like staring from the ceiling and just like it's like I'm looking down all on all these people, but I'm actually looking upwards. So technically I'm gonna come down and I'm gonna, you know, spook these people out and I'm gonna take them down to that subway train and they're gonna sit with me. Like divert the whole situation, just take just take the main opera, take Christine out of it. Just like drag her out of there by the vocal cords. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just like the spiritual, <laughs> the spiritual telecommunication. And <laughs> take the take the vocal cord, drag, drag the goal out, put him on the train, and just send him out to the two witches that live, <laughs> like. It's it's brilliant, like so then the the two guys can duke it out in Phantom of Labra and then an alternative ending. Like suddenly they live happily ever after and Christine's living with the witches. <laughs> conjuring conjuring spells <laughs> with her vocal cords, like and it just should be so funny. Oh, that is that is two worlds colliding i'm telling you like that's beautiful now i'm reminded about our um <clears throat> our brand that we were working on too with the khaki skirts 
oh yeah and and yes oh god like oh yeah i should tell you so um the author for twilight um said she's gonna be releasing a fifth book well yeah a fifth book and it's based on edward's perspective so sudden so i thought oh my gosh this is gonna be so great seeing how seeing from edward's perspective the justification of how he found khaki skirts to be sexy <laughs> on bella like i get to we finally get to know the truth cat <laughs> like it's gonna happen we're gonna figure it out yeah that, that's just what what the whole book is about he just talked about khaki skirts that's all that's on his mind just right khaki skirts rip the casting call too because they're already thinking of making and you know a movie possibly out of that it's it's a consideration for the fans <laughs> like the fans are considering it for sure and and i thought well you can't you can't exactly get stuart to do it now because she um like how, how would you get a wig on her like because her hair is super short now like how are you going to pin a wig on her now like just so she can play you know Bella all over again. Plus, they hate each other. Like, so what are we? <laughs> How's that gonna work? <laughs> like... <laughs> and the author's like, you know, she, you know, she's doing great. She's she's living her life, and the book's gonna be called Midnight Sun. She said, and uh, we're gonna finally figure out the justification to Edward's um, thoughts, <laughs> thought process, and <laughs> what was going through his mind because. Um, the khaki skirt dude. What if the whole reason he would sneak into Bella's room while she was sleeping was to was to like try on? The you know, he skirt. might have been thinking that too. He was like, "This, he's like this. This trip looks so good. Let me try it on. Like, I, I gotta look good too. She's taking it all from me. Like." She's taken all the good looks from me. I might as well. Like she was, he was like, I'm gonna just peek into this wardrobe, like pick out a few skirts. Okay, that's cool. Um, just goes through the jeans, like oh this, oh, yeah, and goes through the skirt. Oh, <laughs> and he's just like gets so excited when he finds the skirts. He tries them on, and he's like, yay. He was like, he, it wasn't about Bella. It was the skirt, period. Like, he was like, the skirt is is cute. It, it wasn't. It was, it was just the skirt all along. He, he had fallen in love with the you know, skirt, his, Bella. Oh, so there's an alternative sexual orientation now that he has now. It's called the material. Like, it's attracted to the material of her khaki skirt, like. That was it. That was just it. It wasn't the girl. It was, I knew there was something different. See, that's why. Oh, see, this is why when he went to the Volturi and he was, and he was, you know, exposing his chest to the sun and his body glitters. Oh, he was, he was just connecting with the sun. You know, he's just, a. it was a material connection you know it's just everything's <laughs> material to him in his eyes that's what's that's what the whole book is going to be about oh how he was connected through the materials and that's and 
And that's exactly why when he went into the movie theater and he was watching the movie, that's what spurred him. See, that was the trigger because he saw a movie and he's, and there were people sitting around him and he was like, okay, so there's a bad person in the theater. I have to catch him, but see the movie spurred me on because there was a bad person in the movie and see it was a Neo Noir movie. That's the catch to it. It was Neo Noir. He's watching, he's watching the private eye find out, you know, what happened. And suddenly the murder the murderer comes out. Private eye gets stuck with him. They're they're duking it out. So so um, Edward thinks this is a good distraction for everyone. Okay, so he thinks this is good. He kind of goes around, finds an actual bad guy in the theater, goes after him, sucks his blood, it's all done. First time, first time's the charmer, he's like, okay, this material, this material item, this movie just, ooh, it got me going okay. Ooh, look at all these infrastructures and like all this architecture in the like freaking bridge where another bad guy was at. Oh, suck his blood. It's all good. We're moving on. It's just a process. It just keeps <laughs> going because he is so connected with material items, material gain and items. Like <clears throat> that's why he had gel in his hair because he was, it's the way it went. <laughs> I wonder what type of material he thought Bella was if we're going with this theory beige um, definitely the color beige because she was very nor- you know she was very normal she didn't get into anything she was she was basically trans like she translucent looking like she was um she was very plain looking, all that type of thing. She was. Oh. She's like the. She would be the material that they make clothes for. Well, that <gasps> grandparents. Oh, wear. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's like overly done, <laughs> but it's. It doesn't look good. It's kind of like how the character. <laughs> <laughs> the whole personality <laughs> of her character like it's like overdone but it's because she is dramatic but like she's also she's also dreaming because I have I have a theory that she's been dreaming the whole time and she was dreaming about this alternative life that she could have to get away from the normalcy of her own and she could have been, you know, that's what, that's what, see, this is what Edward was meaning when he reads minds, he reads close. That's how <laughs> he, he, he is a telepathic <laughs> communicator through clothes and material items. That is how he works it out. Like, what if he went on a movie? <laughs> He'd be like, He'd be like, I just see red because <laughs> this is what it feels like. He, because then he has to get the feeling into it because, because you know, you know, guys like him, they just <clears throat> they rely on a lot of feeling to, you know, 
get going when especially for him because he's gonna you know suck the blood out of other humans so he just it's like oh he sees blood like he sees red because that's all he sees because then everything is out there like he can just go after and take what he wants and he's out (laughs) like that's red can symbolize anything for him (laughs) and he just goes through the whole process of like what do i do but then wait so when like when kristen stewart in the movie and then the book okay so when bella becomes a vampire what do you think she's connected to then because he's connected through materials okay i'm gonna be honest here like i tried to read the first book but after watching a little bit of the movie and seeing that um Kristen Stewart was on there <laughs> it just ruined it for me so I just didn't read I just didn't watch past that I didn't even read past that I just I just couldn't bring myself to watch it because there's something about Kristen Stewart's face that just bothers bothers me like she always looks angry for that she just looks she looks if, constantly right I guess. If we want to talk about yeah. someone who's connected through material and inter- like materials in real life, it's definitely Kristen because she knew what she was getting. Like she didn't want to be in that film. Like most of the, you know, most of like some of the care, like some of the actors didn't want to be in the film, but she was definitely that like didn't want to be in it at all. She was doing it for the money, like clearly. But she always. She always, she's not a good method actor. Like, she cannot, she, she's not a good method actor. She can't come up with, she doesn't even, like, she sticks to the script, but she doesn't do anything special with it. Like, she just is, <laughs> when the casting call is calling for somebody who is plain and boring, she was the first to pick up and be like, okay, I'm here. What do I do? Just be yourself. That's what they told her. <laughs> just be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like like a saltine cracker has more personality than she does. Oh God, yeah. She. I was like, I was like, if they do not want the next movie to fail, when when the author finally releases this next book in the fall, then. Like, I, I really don't understand if she can find an actress better than her because who's as, you know, who's as mundane and boring as her? Like, I, I don't, you know, how are we going to redo this? Like, you know. She did. She the bar pretty low. That's what they were looking for <laughs> when they were watching her acting. They were like, oh, perfect. They just got through the whole movie in one cut. She was herself the whole time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Robert Pattinson just went along with it because he, you know, liked her at the time. They were in a relationship until, until Breaking Dawn. It was so awkward seeing them, like, at a wedding you know be getting married because you could see that in their eyes that it was tough it was tough trying to make it look like they were in love because they were like (laughs) 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 it was like that is so weird you know you get two (laughs) actors who are fighting each other and you know well they're fighting with each other and you know that's happening but still you 
but still you insist putting them in the scene where they are married. Like, okay. Yeah, it, it probably didn't work because it wasn't a... <laughs> it really wasn't. Sense. In fact, it was, it was exactly the opposite of what we expected it to be. It was like the design is just in the back of the dress was beautiful. I was like, I was like, I don't know. He, he was. So I think Edward is an inversion of everything because he thinks khaki is cool. But then when he saw that dress, he was like, nope, not feeling it. To, he's just acting all normal. He has regular thoughts. He's just <laughs> thinking about what he's going to eat later. And um, thinking about Jacob because he hates him because he likes, you know, her. So I was like, well, you know, Frederick. He he just sees her walking down the aisle, and he's just like, I don't. <laughs> like, um, when they ask, do you take? Um, well, I I don't I don't know these like um. What they say in, in weddings, I've only been to like one, but like, do you take so and so to be your bride? And then he's just, he's just he like, just, I, just, I, I take I chicken wings, you know, I take chicken wings, you know, to be my lawfully wedded bride. <laughs> <laughs> when he's actually thinking about um, Jacob, because, because who knows? Because wolves might taste like chicken. You just don't know because Jacob was a, no werewolf so why not you know he was thinking about what he you know he knew Jacob was going to come by later so he was like you know I'm just thinking about what I'm going to eat oh yeah werewolf tastes like chicken chicken wings (laughs) I take chicken wings to be my bride (laughs) oh but what kind of wings (laughs) sitting there like what kind of wings Uh, spicy with the uh he's like it's just sweating and he's and he's um glittering in the sun again <laughs> or he just he just whips out he's he carries spices everywhere and he just whips out some spices and everything you can just, just and everything just becomes a commercial on television because the whole just the weddings you know <laughs> cast on live tea so hey everyone so try these spices they're really good for your chicken wings um no i you know they're good when you want to catch a werewolf later in the night too so there we go (laughs) this is the most awkward thing (laughs) bella's just standing there looking off into space because she don't care she doesn't that's And meanwhile, meanwhile, Charlie is about ready to say I object, and <clears throat> and then um, suddenly, all of a sudden, Jasper goes on stage, and because he's the quiet one of the bunch, but no one expects this, he throws the spices off the stage. Then he says, <laughs> and then then he punches out Edward, and then. Bella just still stands there doing nothing. And then the rest of the Cullen family goes on and and they try and break this all up. And then but but see what they don't realize is that their vampire powers are coming out. So <laughs> and, and um, 
Bella's family's just watching. <laughs> Bella's family's just watching the venue. They're sitting there and they're like, uh, <laughs> what is this? Like, they just don't know what to do. They're in shock. <laughs> Charlie's like, he wants to go on stage, but he's so, he's so traumatized by what he sees. He can't move. Um, and then it all just becomes a bloodbath, just like in, uh, Bella's dream, so <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> Wait, but, do, but do vampires bleed in, um, in that world? No, see, they're kind of statuesque on the inside of their bodies. So when you so when other vi- vampires like bite down on them, it sounds like they're breaking stone. Like it sounds like they're breaking um, a statue, but yeah, so literally on the inside, vampires, um, <clears throat> their anatomy is stone. Um, <laughs> it's just stone. That's it. Um, <laughs> so when Bella was pregnant with her baby, she was actually conceiving half stone as well. Half, her, half of Renee's may is stone. <laughs> and she, that's why she was having such a hard time when she was going through the process of like um yeah yeah she was like giving birth because she was because she was popping out stone like she didn't know she she didn't know she was like (laughs) but at the same time like she's watched this happen like she's watched she watched um victoria die because because Edward, you know, killed her and it's like, honey, if like honey, you're gonna have you're gonna have a half stone baby. Like that's that's gonna happen. Like she's gonna be half stone her whole <laughs> life and then the other half's human, but it it's a debate on which side is which. Like is she stone on the left or the right? Like like we don't know. It's like it's like Mulan taking off half the makeup on her face but leaving the other half on oh i love that part when she just like takes out her sleeve she just does that like just perfectly in yeah half. oh definitely i definitely think that way <clears throat> sorry i had to um i've just gotten so deeply into this this stone type of thing with um Edward. I had to think about that. I wonder could like if someone picked up one of the vampires in that movie and they just like could could he like skip them across a lake? Just skip because they're stones, right? So you can skip them across the lake. See, yeah, that would be even cooler since they do, they do glimmer in the sunlight. So you could really, you could definitely skip them across the lake because then they gleam in the sun, and they break like you know that's per- nice. I like that because I think that that would be really nice. Just skipping. We're just skipping vampires across the lake. See, see, but now Bella can do that too because she's a stone. So stones can actually 
do that to each other. That's that's the that's that's the theory that is presented here in these like that's what the director was going for, that's what the author was going for. Stones can skip stones. That's that's humanity. They were basically saying <laughs> we're getting nowhere, so we're all basically stone and we're skipping each other. So I guess we could, be <laughs> I guess we could. like we're <laughs> like humanity ain't normal, so why not? Because everyone acts like like they're high all the time. Like why not? Why not? You know, we're just all. See, this is why. That's why Bella was looking and seeing all the things that she did. She was just. Oh my gosh. See, that is exactly what happened. No. Even before she was a vampire, she had vampire powers. Or what if it's just a story about the life of rocks? The life of rocks. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just Starring Patrick Star. <laughs> Patrick Star comes in and he's like, oh. <laughs> Look at all these rocks. I have he's home searching, okay? So he's cause he's kind of sick of Squidward and SpongeBob's becoming, you know. SpongeBob's getting, you know, he's he's moving away too, you know, he's finding a new pine- pineapple to live in. So now Patrick has to find a new rock to live mm-hmm. under. So now he's watching this movie and he's like, <laughs> Oh, I wonder what which one looks better? Like, I don't know. Kind of like the one with the gel in his hair. Because he kind of looks, you know, <laughs> he looks like, you know, an infrastructure been, you know, around since 1912. So, I mean, why not? <laughs> and instead of paying rent, he just pays Edward and... <laughs> He just pulls it out the butt. He just pulls out just khaki skirts one after the other. Like that'll be like a hundred khaki skirts, please, for you know, rent for the house, you know. And he's like, Yeah, I'm just doing this until I can actually afford the house and not paying rent. Like (laughs) he's like, huh? And they're like different. Oh, sorry. They're like different varieties. You've got and they're worth- trains at the end, and like and they're worth more. <laughs> they're like and they're worth more, and um, they're they're the rarity. Those are the rarity. See, that's that's a currency you cannot find. Like that's you really have to search for it, and um, when you have skirts with the long trains are immediately just rich beyond belief so you don't give you don't give the you don't give them off as rent you just like you give off the regular skirts so that when um when you get another house um you've got all you've accumulated all of these skirts with trains and they're just stuck with you. <laughs> so no one knows rich because, you know, you got them in your back pocket. You know, you're just pulling them out. See, but Patrick doesn't have pockets, but he has another way of doing it. See, do you see his his pants can hold it all in, you know? <laughs> his pants hold it all in, in there. So, you know, he just, he's got a ton of stuff going on there. 
Like he's he's rich. He's rich with them skirts. But yeah, that is so for that we've discovered that the Twilight cast, like all of them, are stones. They're all stones and they're being paid off as currency to those who are less for un- less fortunate. Amen. <laughs> like <laughs> I love that. Like so so this means that that Bella was already living her best life because she was already stoned in the beginning. That was just an outside perspective. Now, now all of a sudden she's that way on the inside when she became a vampire. So now she is currency. They become a rarity. Wow. <laughs> and she's got and she's got khaki skirts. She's got khaki skirts curling. too. <laughs> I I I wonder what Alice would have though, because Alice was really deep into the fashion too. I feel like she would be the ones with the khaki skirts and trains. Yeah, well, maybe maybe her skirts wouldn't be floor length though. They'd probably be. She probably no. She wore skirts in that movie, right? She just. Yeah, she, she was she was the, was the spokesperson for right? him for sure. Yeah, <laughs> she was. Um, she was. <laughs> she's like that. Um, she's like that spokesperson at a runway, just, just like seeing off all the guests there, and all their costumes and stuff, and she's putting them all together, and she's just, you know irritating them all because she's picky so when they go out on the runway she's bad mouthing them all because there's one imperfection she sees yeah that's <laughs> no that's hard imagine oh sorry imagine having like going through life and you just have a spokesperson you just you just never talk again you just have someone do all the talking for you. You just someone approaches you and you just point them towards this other person and they just exactly. they just talk. I, I agree, you know, and, and maybe part of it was because Jasper was a Confederate soldier before he became a vampire. So I mean part of it might be because he's so used to he's just part of being he's just so used to being on the oppressive side of things and now he's you know, shut himself up now. Now he needs a spoke per- spokesperson to kind of highlight his existence in a colorful way. And that's Alice. She's skipping stones and that's him, the stone. <laughs> Just skipping them across the road. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> She's like, you know, I, I pretty much control his whole existence. Might as well just skip a few rocks and skip a few, you know, just skipping his whole anatomy across the river because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just gives the him rolling the definition. Right? The rolling <laughs> just like, oh, these are the rolling stones. Yeah. Oh, there's, oh, there's Keith. There's Keith Richards. Yep, he's coming out. 
Okay, yep, there we go. Just and and Jasper's a personality of each of the Rolling Stones members, so he's just there and he's like, and it just Keith Richards will come out at one moment and then the other three come out at other moments too. He's just he's just an old man trapped in a young person's body because he's been there since the Confederate times. Like he's he's just he's just trying so hard. And he's just like He's just like they come out of him. <laughs> just Mick Jagger too. Yeah, Mick Jagger. <laughs> Mick Jagger just, just like <laughs> And then all of a sudden that triggers a song that comes out of the the others moves like Jagger by <laughs> Maroon Five. <laughs> and then suddenly you have Adam Levine like shirtless coming on <laughs> the stage and you know he's coming out he starts singing the song it's like every time every every um <clears throat> every person in rolling stones that jasper becomes triggers a song to come playing out from the heavens <laughs> so his life is literally a movie he's living a movie <laughs> but it's a musical i should say he's living a musical alice is like Alice is like playing with the strings at that at this point. She just, just like I have nothing else to do, so this is best, you know. Gotta use my power somehow, huh? So he's, yep. So he's like a. It's so like, he's like a puppet. It's like you know, instincts. Bye bye bye. Where they bring out, you know, she brings out the puppets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what she, you know. Well, Alice is not as uh, not as um innocent as I thought she was. She um, she's um a puppeteer. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? What if, what if we're all just um? See, that's scary puppets. to me because, like, because like, who's pulling the strings? <laughs> You know, who's pulling the strings, you know? Like, is... <laughs> like, we know our brains control, like, the way we do things and stuff like that, so... <clears throat> but if there was another force, like, controlling us, like, who who would that be? <laughs> like, I... I wow. I was thinking about it. Like... Like, maybe were this world's uh Barbie dolls, I guess. Like and where there's also our Barbie like um the dolls that we played with as kids. Like they're <laughs> they also have their own little version of the world. And then it's just like a kind of like a oh. Russian nesting doll situation. Like that's crazy. I you know I can think of that because Maybe our Barbies got sick of sick of us playing with them when we were little, so now they're playing with us now. They're just, they just became bigger than this world. It was full of all <laughs> the um, being the young underdog. All these feelings just made them grow a bit, like really big. And now suddenly they're playing with us now. Like, I, whew, like oh, I hate to think of 
I hate to think of the different types of Barbies that do it, just one each time, just like the Dr. Barbie comes out when, you know, when you're hurt or like, I don't know, that's, <laughs> that's intriguing. I kind of like it, though. Just like we're living in a plastic <laughs> world because of our Barbies. <laughs> Reminds me of my Dora playhouse when I was little. And it opened up. <laughs> it's just like Dora characters. And now, mm-hmm. and now they're mad because they didn't get to live like, like we did. So now we're living under their rules. Yeah, like they, they sure they did. Turned, it was like the tables. It was like you know, it's like opening the house. That's how they're opening us up now. Like they're opening, they're figuratively doing it, but we physically did it. So now they're just kind of like opening up everything, <laughs> just like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. They just do it in their own way. Imagine being Ken. Like, they're just just one, there's only like one guy and like, there's all these Barbies. Like, what what's going on he's, in Ken's mind? He's an old, you know, he's an ultimate, he's an ultimate being, you know? He's just like, he's just like, he's all for Barbie. He's like, I'm in full support, girl. You do what you... Got it. He's just like, he's just like RuPaul, you know. He's like, you do what you gotta do, boo boo. You know, he's saying it. You know, he's like, he's he's like he's decided. You know, I'm gonna be in full support of her, but I'm gonna go beyond that. I'm gonna get my nails done and lashes, everything. He's like, you do you, boo boo. You do you, and he's just standing there watching her like puppet all these people, and he's like. He's like telecommunicating to her through hoop earrings. Like they have hoop earrings that they communicate through and they're just connected to each other through (laughs) hoop earrings. And they just, it's like this physical science (laughs) thing where they do the negative charge thing where she's an opposite force. He's, He's the like and unlike force are coming together and they just, you know, are planning just the fall of mankind uh, like <laughs> just you know <laughs> she's fully she there's just so much feminine power in her she caused him to have to be fe- you know cause cause the feminine part to come in him too so he still has the masculinity part of himself he's just he's just like full confidence everything just <laughs> yeah, he's he's just conf- confident in his masculinity that he doesn't mind exactly. Like he's he's oh. he's all you know. He's gotten tattoos too, and he's kind of he got you know he got a few ear ear piercings. He's like he's living life, like he's doing good, you know. And um, for him, it's like seeing watching Barbie it's like seeing the runway of like people when she puppeteers them it's like seeing the runway of people crashing and burning down it's like oh you go <laughs> like it's just like women watching the runway but it's <laughs> him watching Barbie 
watching these people crashing and burning and he's like yeah he's like he's like okay girl do that cat <laughs> do that cat you know um <laughs> what's that the catwalk the catwalk or something you do that catwalk the catwalk is actually just someone crawling around because barbie's just done so much like so much pain to the person that's the new catwalk <laughs> Barbie's fed up. <laughs> I feel. I don't know. That's I hilarious. So like, just just <laughs> all the different maneuvers that runaway people make on stage. All the women. It's all different when it hits. <laughs> when it hits reality because barbie completely contorts it she's just like she has the psychology like everyone has picked on me and my girls for so long so now i'm gonna pick on them now (laughs) she is ready to get back with the vengeance she is coming (laughs) and so is ken because he because he's he has to he's connected to her through earrings Yeah, and like, what what did they do to? What happened to all of Ken's boys? What did Barbie do to them? Why? why well, see, she thought the rest of them were good enough. She thought Barbie. they weren't didn't have the powers that Ken had because he he's been with her all this time. She was like, I might as well keep this storyline going, and um, she was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna you know keep the storyline going, you know, kind of give the people some you know, happiness that their culture has reflected on me or whatever. That's what's going through her mind. <laughs> so she puppeted, she literally tortured the other male Barbies to death. And that's, and Ken was like right there. And he was like, it's like you too, you, you know, in the same, you know, he's just like ready. He's like going for it. And um, it's like, he's like, okay, I'm ready. Like he, He's all good with it. He he is okay. He is living. He's like, as long as she chose me, I'm I'm Gucci. Like I'm fine. But the others just don't have the powers Ken does. Like he they don't have that telecommunication that they have. <laughs> so so like the rest of the Barbies that they're they're their kids. That would, that would be. I, that'd be a messed up situation. Because, like, because like, <laughs> if they're all their kids, then, and they did all that, then it's like, it's like, I don't know, they were sticking to the authenticity of just being the two of them. Maybe they were just trying to remember the good old times. Before they had kids. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like we might as well just conquer the world together the way we said that it was going to be until these kids came into the picture but they're just not like regretting any of it they just were like it is what it is <laughs> or maybe all the other Barbies are the product of um <gasps> 
Barbie relationships with all the male Barbies before she killed them. All. Right. She oh. she did like a whole Black Widow situation. Yeah, because he was the first, so it's like, you know, um, the historic situation with, um, who was that guy that had all his wives? Because I I remember it was King's, um, it's like, it's like one of those situations, because he had all his wives, but he, he liked the second one the best, but with Barbie, she liked the first one the best, but she liked, she would, you know, she was like she was she knew she was the supreme being before all the other women came in the picture and started do, doing the same thing she was doing with all her baby daddies because now all of a sudden she's got <laughs> she's got all these kids and she's trying to remember the past what what it was like with her first husband so they were coming to they you know they were arguing or whatever ken and her were arguing they were talking about how you know they came to an ultimatum like ken came to one with her was like you know listen like in order to like for me to forgive you you have to like you gotta get rid of the kids from other baby daddies like this is not like this is not a question (laughs) like you want to rule the world with me you gotta rule over them too like that's how that's how you we do it barbie like she's like okay ken she's like okay ken what and and he just proposes to her with yep he's like okay so we gotta do this telepathically he just just comes up with these hoop, hoop earrings in his ear she no, she grants him the powers because, like, because he was all like, he was all typical, you know, looking guy before. And she's like, okay, so you want some more confidence, right? Because I know you lost it all when I cheated on you with all these baby daddies, right? So we might as well, we might as well just um, connect in an internal way. And, and she was like, you know, she, tra- you know, she was like, she does all this voodoo crap and whatever. <laughs> she does all this voodoo crap. And um, suddenly he twirls in there a few times like they do in the movies and all the sparkly stuff comes out, swirls around, woo, all around him. And suddenly he's got lashes. He's got the nails done. He's got the hoop earrings and they're like connected through hers and then but it's like a magnet so when he transformed and the earrings were caught onto hers he like came down with force right away to the ground right away and he just like <laughs> was trapped he's, he's like barbie what do i do like you know, i'm like trapped in your earrings <laughs> like how do i get out <laughs> she said you don't like you don't like you're stuck here you want to rule with me you got to do this with me too like and he's like he's just going along with it because now he loves barbie so much didn't know that she had all these voodoo powers until this point and so he's like okay i'll go with it you know why not that is toxic. <laughs> that was toxic, toxic before. Before like, toxic. <laughs> that was toxic before humans became toxic. Like, 
with relationships like some of them do. But like Ken, he sees, you know, he just sees this new him and he's like, it's like, you know, I actually look, I feel good. I look good. I feel good. You know, and this is how the confidence in him started over again. So he thanks her because his confidence is coming back. And suddenly, you know, they're rolling over, you know, their confidence becomes so big it enlarges them to the size, like, like, I don't know, like so many feet, like above the ground, like way bigger than us. Now suddenly they're puppeteering now. They really are. They're yep. like invisible, like invisible skyscrapers. They've been ruling the earth ever since. And yeah, that's that's the story of Harvey and Ken. That's how they came to be, <laughs> realistically. Until that's how they went from plastic to to elastic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes and then the brat stalls exist and yeah <laughs> yes we've been and ever since they've been seeing now, ever since it's now that the brat stalls are here they have a show too and and you would think they're so pressed but they're actually internally very sweet see it's the inversion see Barbie looks sweet, but she's not. The Brad stalls look, they look, you know, like, you know, like they could be aggressive, but they're not. Internally, they're very sweet. So they're okay with that. They, they live off of this interaction. Like, this is the coolest thing ever. But for Barbie, she, she was pressed. She was done. She was like, I've been tortured for over half a century i'm done she's she she put up she she puckered up her lips and said i'm done she's she's she did this whole strut and everything when she's walking out she's like i'm done like and she puts up her long fingernails she's like i'm done i'm done and um and she's just like you know living her best life with ken now just yeah like one day she she was typing on a computer her nail chip you are exactly right yeah she she was done she was like i don't have a nail file i can't do this anymore she's like i she's like i'm just i'm committing war like i this is war like i'm done that's what she was saying Barbie is so sick of us, I swear. Like, she's... She's controlling us now. <laughs> she, um... You can't get... You, like, you can't get more toxic than that with Ken and her relationship. Like... Yeah, that was the story of how Barbie yeah. decided to take over and this how somehow this how uh, this somehow connects with um, so it's like 
Yep. With uh, Twilight, Twilight I Sancho. Wait, how, all how I know is that Barbie may have how been we... the one who created the stones. That's all I'm saying. I think she created she created the vampires they, <laughs> to come after us. They're all stones. Because their bodies are stone. That's how like she she wanted she wanted it to be as real as possible but not too real because she wanted the earth to feel the pain she felt when she be when she was plastic and how she is now basically bending reality so so now she's elastic and then um Thanos pops up and he snaps his fingers to like get rid of all the unnecessary plastic and, and then um, <laughs> Dolly Parton just looks down <laughs> and, and like all the Kardashians they, they're like deflating oh, that's beautiful the first one to go again and then um Poor Dolly, man. She'd be, she'd be a hot. She'd be a mess, man. If we deflated the plastic, like she'd be like, "Oh no!" She'd be crying, and then, but then all of a sudden, Dollywood in Tennessee just deflates too because you know plastic makes plastic, you know. So we have to keep up that theory as well. So mm-hmm. that would be that's great. Yep, we got plastic and. Everything is plastic and rocks now because Barbie decided that was so. She created. She added. She added on for sure. She added it on. <laughs> she was. She just wanted us to feel the pain she felt like. Now we're suffering. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. Crazy. <laughs> That wasn't it. That was that was the most That's realistic. Awesome like <laughs> that has to have happened. Like Barbie just she she was sick of us. Like just every toy we ever had is sick of us. Now she commands all the toys. Now my poor Leo the lion. Yeah, Leo the lion. Oh, from. From our school that we go to, I, I'm trying not to say what school it is. Ah, uh, is that is that it? I think she escaped. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about my dog. She escaped. She escaped Barbie's uh, clutches. She's in the crate. She's in bed. She says it's bedtime. Oh, should <laughs> oh, um, we end this or? But yeah, that was um. <laughs> That was Barbie. Like she's, she's doing good. She really is. Like yeah. she can do. De- you know, it'd be yeah. funny as if she played because she can bend reality. So if she played with the Kardashians and Dolly Parton and just like deflated and then inflated, and then back and forth, she just went in and bent reality. <laughs> she just was <laughs> able to control the past, present, and future. <laughs> So she can bend like the times. 
<laughs> so she can go back in time if she wanted to. So that everything back then like becomes her version. And then she just kind of works her way up to the present. That's scary though. Like everything. <laughs> like like if the dinosaur like if dinosaurs <laughs> weren't, you know, all killed be uh due to the meteors or still had saber tooth tigers like or no I mean like if we still had saber tooth tigers tigers, and if the dinosaur extinction never happened like because Barbie permitted it not to be that way (laughs) insane (laughs) she was she she did a lot she I will give it to her. She did more than she did. Yeah, she, you know, and like, like she, she yeah, like Thanos could come up, you know, because he would be your worst enemy. Because the thing is, is he has the six infinity, like he has the stones, like he's got them, you know. He controls the stones too, and he controls that too like he controls the things that she does except for time so because only the avengers control time um with the quantum machine so they yeah 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 those and, are and the those only are six the only stones, stones she can't control she can't because control. because they are kind of part of they're part of the earth, but they're also spiritual too. And Barbie only controls like the spirit, you know, the ground. She doesn't really control the spiritual stuff. She's more physical, like with the spirit, you know. You know, she just can't do both at the same time. So Thanos is sitting over here, like, well, I might as well just get rid of her existence. You know, snap my fingers and she's gone. Like snap my fingers and the ear like snap his fingers and the earrings come out or something first of that first the eyelashes like the earrings like <laughs> when they disappear and they disappear in fragments just it's it's a debate as to what comes off first like the earrings the eyelashes um the eyebrows i don't know <laughs> um. The plastic comes out first. The plastic comes out first because because Thanos is like, you know, all the materials are going, so that includes plastic, so <laughs> plastic plants <laughs> come out first. And then um just like the all the face fillers gone, Botox gone, like um yeah or or like whatever he takes away he just absorbs (laughs) so he he absorbs all his he just becomes like he looks like he'll be looking like squidward from spongebob when he became this muscular like a muscular looking man like you know a muscular man and 
he just looks super good and his face is all thinned out too. <laughs> he's got an angular chin. <laughs> his butt is thicker, you know, his his chest thicker, you know, he's looking. He's <laughs> he gets the nails and the <laughs> he gets the um piercings too and oh, oh gosh. Just like all the plastic. Like he, like he doesn't even need a knife to cut um, his food. He just like drags out his neck really far (laughs) and then just, you know, cranes it down like, you know, a crane dropping like the crane in the um, toy machine and he's like, and he's like going down on his food. It's like it's gonna it's gonna down on the food and he's eating it and it's just like <laughs> it's just like if there was steak if there was like steak he could cut like all the sides off like in an instant and um, um Sophie the power of Barbie can help you Sophie. But yeah, those are um, that is a great insight. I really like that. Yeah, I like that too. Like next episode, we should we should just like make up stories and just. Yep. build off of what the other person says and we'll just like come out with some wild, Get in. wild story oh. I think it would work really well like this is this is good I like these theories because they sound they sound they sound like they would actually happen <laughs> Yeah, like we we don't even know they're happening. Well, except now we now we do. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, we the secrets of the world are that they do. I mean, I just expanseful and just huge. And we've now figured out the conversion of plastic and rock. That is the most physical science I've ever done. Like physical science, like because <laughs> you know I just. You know, I just, you know, I don't do science, but I can do this science, <laughs> like physically break it. <laughs> it's just like everyone is like a breakdown of plastic and rock. Like it's sad, but the truth, that's why we can float away just with the snap of a finger with fingers, finger, fingers. <laughs> No, the fingers come off too because the power of the snap. You just have like the nub, just well, like the, the hand, without hand part, but it's like you you kind of have you kind of have the knuckles, but you don't have the fingers. So you try to pick up your forks and spoons with your knuckles instead. You just kind of squish them together and just. Like, 
That would... Yeah. That would be interesting. But, like... That... that, that wow. <laughs> that would be hard. Very, I mean... Yeah, like a very like, hard life. Yeah. Just, like, no tendons and stuff. Like... You're just sitting there, like, um... Trying to, to get on with daily life and like, how do you put shampoo in your hair? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. Like, you just, you just, um, just squish your arms together <laughs> and just squ- squeeze the bottle on top of your head. <laughs> if you get too much, it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, God. that would be insane. I. <laughs> I like, yeah. Yeah. I mean. No. Like, that's insane. Like, I, I, I hope, would. I hope I no one actually so has bad. to like, live that way. Like. Just a minute. Like, oh, Lord. But. Like, um. Thanos, though. With his six stones, like those infinity stones are crazy. She can control, she, you know what, Barbie can control, like, she can control the earth, she can control everything, but she can't control infinity. Like, it's like Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond. You know, what if he was a part of it though? Because he was, he did interact with Barbie in the Mm -hmm. third Toy Story. So maybe he might be her sidekick. Other than Ken. He's just watching over, you know, just he's just like flying around everywhere. <laughs> just making sure everything is going as per planned, as as per usual. Like and he just says to infinity and beyond, but no one hears him because he's his, you know, spirit and he's talking. <laughs> Yeah, that's just the only thing he says. Like, it's just he, like he can't even have a conversation with him. It's just like this spiritual, this the spiritual buzz. Just like <laughs> it's like he says nothing except that because <laughs> <laughs> just saying that. Like <laughs> trying. Oh, would you, you know what'd you do today, Buzz? Like, <laughs> to infinity and beyond. What'd you eat today? To infinity and beyond? You ate infinity? No. Infinity and beyond? Oh, okay, I'm done. This conversation's going nowhere. That's what I'm saying. Then just walks out. Just to infinity. Or, or he's at a wedding and they ask. It's like infinite objections. <laughs> you have infinite objections. <laughs> like, um, and they're just like, they're just like questioning their sanity. They're questioning the marriage. And the priest is sitting there and he goes over to Buzz. He does the whole cross on him or something. And he does. <laughs> He baptizes him in holy water. <laughs> he douses him in holy He's water. He's still gonna say it. 
people saying to infinity and beyond because he's <laughs> because um uh what's that what's that character he feuded with um zarg or something i don't know um zarg oh zerg He's like feuding with Zerg and Zerg programmed him to be that way so now he's just spending all forever <laughs> just screaming to infinity and beyond to whoever will listen. And then and then that pink bear that once programmed <laughs> him um, to be just like this sergeant buzz is like yeah I have no power over this. I, I'm done. He's just like quitting his job, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I, I don't carry, I, I don't carry this power. Like, I'm, I'm powerful, but I'm like not. I'm not, you know, Thanos and Barbie powerful." <laughs> but so th- this means that like. Thanos is um, Barbie's boss because I mean he's more powerful than her. Yeah, like, he can he can just <laughs> yep. snap his fingers. He he is like she was bye because because as long as you know she as long as she does yeah. everything good she's fine. But if she doesn't, her punishment is that she loses all the plastic, which is basically her whole being, and he and he accumulates all the plastic. <laughs> It's so, it's so, when, when, um, when people look up at the sky and they see Thanos, or the outline of him, and they see all this plastic, that they make memes out of him, and all this stuff, but in, but instead of, um, going without consequence, anyone who makes memes out of him, he's, he just steals their plastic too, so he just gets more and more beautiful. <laughs> Because people make fun of him, and he's like, okay, "Yeah, I'm not putting up." You know, and just snaps his fingers again <laughs> every time, constantly snapping his fingers. <laughs> he's like, and then ultimately, he's the best man in the world, and everyone else below him is ugly, looking, <laughs> or something, or just plain and normal, like. <laughs> Yeah, they just yeah, like, there's there's like there's no other beautiful person on earth except for Thanos, so they all just propose. Um he becomes their husband and they're all basically his, you know. Well. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he just has yeah. like um it's like a bunch of, a bunch of- <laughs> He's so married to them. (laughs) He's married to, and they're all sisters. And so they all, and they all reproduce with him. They have different names for him for their children. He's either they don't know whether to call him Daddy, Grandma, Uncle. They're all different. Because and when they eventually run out of names, they start the whole process over again. And suddenly he's fathering all these kids and no child support is given. (laughs) 
like, oh, we know who ain't getting that, you know, we know who isn't getting that check. <laughs> oh, wait, but he does, because he doesn't do child support. What? Do they? <laughs> no. Do they he, he, he battled genetics so that wouldn't happen. <laughs> He, separ- he has the power to separate genetics and separate the gene pools <laughs> so, they don't- so they aren't as beautiful as him because he's so full of himself at this point. <laughs> it's happened beyond. <laughs> it's like he's just got he, all he built them out of the thing. stones of the infinity. <laughs> <laughs> out of the six infinity stones and he's like he's like these are special reads these are spiritual like you know it's like taking it's like taking all of the really over obsessive people on the earth that you know are really full of themselves but times 100 or something and he and that's that's Thanos, like that's uh-huh. Thanos with all this plastic. Like he's he's like he's living everything. He's he's rich. Like he's he's like no one can you know like no one tops me at this point. Like <laughs> that's what he's he's just sitting there and he has these long fingernails. <laughs> He has, he has cake. He's caked to the gods. <laughs> he's caked to the gods, and um, and his eyelashes like <laughs> his eyelashes are like butterfly wings. <laughs> he just looks like a masterpiece, while everyone else looks like normal or whatever, and they're just like. They have no choice but to court him, like, and um, yeah, that that'd be so messed up. Like, people just I don't know proposing exactly. to someone just because they think they're they're pretty or something right. instead of. See, the reason they do it Instead is because they hope that when they have kids know. with them, that they inherit back the plastic again. They think he's generous enough to give back the plastic, and he's not, because he thinks he's so beyond that at this point, because he's, <laughs> he's taking it away from everyone. So now, all of a sudden, they're stuck with, like, this form, and see, now they're trying to get their kids to look like you know, because now the people of Earth are thinking, like, future generations ahead. They're thinking generations where my kid's gonna look like, you know, <laughs> like, my kids are gonna look, you know, weird. Yeah, like, for, first, with the courting process, like, so more people can court him, he doesn't allow the people to see the kids that he's had with other people so they think that he'd actually give them the plastic like and then once they he gives them like a contract with like really tiny letters you know like those like those um 
<laughs> those uh, medication commercials with the really tiny letters that tell you all the ways you can die. And then, and then you sign, they just sign. They don't even read it because they don't have magnifying glasses that magnify that much. And then, yeah, they have yeah. kids with Thanos, and then they realize that. <laughs> How much only Loki comes in, he's like, the, you're doing good, all, sweetie. Haven't already. <laughs> he just says, you're doing good, sweetie. And then, <laughs> yeah, it just, Thanos will never figure out the nature of his whole mind, because, yeah, in his opinion, he doesn't have He's just he's just living. He's he's not even a being. He thinks he's beyond just a being. He's he's just so full of himself at this point, like nothing can touch him except for, you know. Actually, no, he 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 already sucked up Barbie's plastic. Never mind. He's already got Barbie in the, oh. like it's just a combination of all the evil, like <laughs> He's just got it all. It's like per for him, personality doesn't even matter anymore. Um, when he's court, like when people court him, or in fact, he doesn't even do the courting. They court him because he thinks he's too good to be courted, or court anyone else <laughs> at this point. He's a waiting he just, so you know, and they all just and come. He just, <laughs> They're just all sitting so in the lobby like a bunch of me's. <laughs> like a bunch of characters in the wee late waiting lobby and they're just sitting there waiting to be chosen. <laughs> and um... it's oh, sorry. Oh, it's like a it's like a Zoom meeting where you know like your teacher just just, oh, let, yeah. just lets you in one by one. That's just, totally. yeah. It's like one by one, yeah. except yeah. for the waiting room and and the host of the meeting. It's like a parasite, you know, on a human. Like, but but Thanos is the parasite. Like he is he is he is bringing all these people in. He's like. One at a time, one at a time. And he's like, just like the teacher would in his Zoom meeting. He's like, hey, how are you? Like, I want to test and see how good, you know, good you are. But he is. Yeah. And test drives are really um, like, weird. And, like a test <laughs> and in different like ways. Like, and then once he's done with all of them, he sends them all back to Earth. <laughs> and then. Then he like calls them back all up again and he starts routing them up. Like and he just just <laughs> does this terrible evil thing with them. It's just like he's rounding them all up. He's raiding them and all that good stuff, like all that bad stuff, I mean. <laughs> he's just raiding <laughs> like all that good stuff. Yeah, it's good to rate <laughs> Read the people you're gonna feed off of like yeah that's cool but <laughs> and he's just doing that and then eventually he gets to the person who he thinks is number 10 because he's because he's like really picky like he'll go through the masses he'll choose them 
and um so just like separating them into factions like oh this these are really bad people these are these these women are really good and all this except for he doesn't call them women he calls them the b word the whole time <laughs> yeah He's just calling that the Wait, whole time, oh. and um, yeah, he, he like, like these good. Yeah. These, you know, these these are you know bad. Um, actually, yeah, because he his see he, he doesn't he thinks he's so beautiful that men love him too. So he's got he's got men in the back too. He's like. He's going to rate them next because he has to separate the men and women because Thanos is sexist <laughs> at this point. So, <laughs> but he's a little bit less harsher on the men because, you know, they're they're basically like him. And, um, and he finds the men more, secretly, he finds the men more attractive. <laughs> and he's like, suddenly when he brings all of the people that he found attractive all together into one room, there's ultimately way more guys than there are girls. <laughs> and it's like... And it's like <laughs> at this point, you know. You know, Thanos doesn't even have a sexual... Like, he loves everybody. Loves. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, with quotation marks, yeah. And he... um. Yeah, he ranks them by color coding them, I guess. Like, he has them all wear different colored yeah. shirts. Oh, yeah. And... It's all a ranking, man. And and, <clears throat> and then yeah. he tests to see if they know Morse code really well, because they have to be able to speak another language. Like, <laughs> what's that about? Like, he speaks his own language, <laughs> so they should, too. So he's like, yeah, can you speak Morse code or, like, write it? How do you speak Morse code? Just speak Morse code! <laughs> And they're just like, and they're just like, you know, <laughs> and they just like go back to their ancestors, ask how they spoke Morse code back in the day, and they and they respond back somehow. It's like a prayer to the heavens, and they respond back to them. They're like, okay, let's try this. So whoever whoever speaks Morse code the best, there's. Yeah, they just do it for them. See, they're they cheat, their okay? Because they don't know Morse code, code so they're, they're cheating so by getting their ancestors to help them. So they filter, so the ancestor spirits filter through them, so that they can in turn go and speak Morse code. But the the, the spirits of the ancestors are doing it for them. That's the whole deal with it. That's how they do it. So Thanos but, is figuring this out, but whoever speaks Morse code the best wins. <clears throat> yep. You have to speak like Morse a robot or an alien so that beep, beep, when eventually the Earth so, is taken yeah. over by aliens that they know how to respond to them. Because <laughs> Thanos wants to be the ultimate ultimate being of the universe he doesn't want the aliens to rule over it's like the you know it's like we have it's like we're reverting back to the 50s we don't want that 